iPad audio, expression through innovation. Episode of Wookiee Radio. God, I almost said Mighty Marvel Geeks. <laughs> um, wrong night. It is the wrong night. Uh, we are your. You host. really don't want to say that with Ken. Oh, you mean when he's one of the junior janitors over, that records in the broom closet over over there at the DC hey, Superpowers hey, podcast? Hey, 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 hey! At least we're still we're in the same building with the A team. Didn't they get? They did stick the us boiler in the room. Okay, wait. Yeah, but they they didn't yeah. stick us in some decommissioned bunker somewhere. <laughs> I think that was for their safety, not ours. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're still in the same room or still same building. But I I thought I thought you guys were the DC Superpowers podcast, not the A Team podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Judging. Um, I, I pity the fool who mixes that up. <laughs> We are the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself. Mike, how's everyone doing? All right. Fine, now that we got everything up and running. <laughs> <laughs> I will say thank you to everyone on social media for blowing us up with the John Tyler Christopher episode. Uh, I think it was a great guest for our 50th. Yeah, that was a great show. And yeah. uh, we are definitely going to be getting John back on the show, without a doubt. John, we'll we'll have him back on. Yeah, you guys, you guys missed a great conversation. After we got to keep, that's why we got to have him back on here because we could have recorded this week's show just after we were done with last week's show. Yeah, <laughs> and with some of the news, we probably should have. Well, John Tyler Christopher Part Two, but it will <laughs> be coming. And oh, reason why we'll be having him back is he was going. Well, I was kind of hoping to be talking Last Jedi Battlefront. Some other stuff with you. And we're like, no, this episode, you were a guest, not a guest host. So we wanted it to be all about you and your and your work in the Star Wars universe, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, obviously, since I'm a junkie for it, and I will be giving you guys, <laughs> as we're talking about this, I will fill you all in on some news after show. Um, okay. Business-wise, check out WookieRadio.net. That is the website. From there, check out Ripped Apparel. Check out check out Superhero Stuff. There are affiliates. Buying stuff from them and supporting them helps support us at no additional cost to you. So um, I will also mention, too, even though we don't have the Amazon link anymore or the Amazon affiliate stuff, check out Amazon. Type in Marvel graphic novels um, or go to comicbook.com and check out their their story about it. Marvel 
trade paperbacks, graphic novels at what? Almost 90% off, Derek? Is that what it looked like when Holy I sent moly. you guys the, Yeah, Darth won the yeah, Darth Vader trades. Pretty, 225. Pretty that, yeah. Go to Amazon and put in what? Just Star Wars trades? Uh, yeah. Just. I think so. I forgot what. Like, well, they did Marvel trade. It's like over three thousand books. Oh, on Kindle, on Kindle, some of these are are um, free. So I wonder if they're free over on Comicology. On some of them, I don't know. You can get um, no, that was Dark Forces. That's old. Maybe that's not. Hang on. Uh, Marvel trade paperbacks. Yeah, we're working on that next. Maybe if I do this trade paperback. There we go. Yeah, it was like over. There we go. Do trade paperback. Um, all over. All, yeah. yeah. There's over 3,000 books. Cool. Um, and, of course, all the newer Star Wars ones are, are listed as well. So, um, so yeah. I mean, what what can you... Great chance to go out and, and get a bunch of trade paperbacks. The physical copies. Can't you, you? You literally can't beat that. I mean, some some great stuff there. Um, so let's get started, shall we? Okay. I know. I know we're a few days late with this, but we kind of had a, a great guest. But the official synopsis for Solo, a Star Wars story, has been revealed, and here's where the fun begins. Board the Millennium yes. Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story. An all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Which one of the three of us are they talking about? I don't know. That's me. I'm the most beloved. No, you're, you're a meat popsicle. Well. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what you said I on, have been, on Facebook. Yeah. Well, I have been mistaken for a Wookiee. Well, hence why we're on Wookiee Radio. That's right. Uh... Um, I've been called a Wookiee a few times. <laughs> the wife caught when she sends me a text. She calls me a scruffy nerfer, a scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> oh wait, that's maybe the soundbite that I use for her when she sends me a text. Uh, anyway, back to the synopsis. Through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course for one of the one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. So to me, I'm seeing um, either this is going to take place shortly after he wins the Falcon from Lando, but I was always under the impression that Han Solo rescued Chewbacca before he got the Falcon. Well, like we've said before, this movie um, is going to basically write the story. Because anything you've heard before is right, out, yeah. out on his ear at this point. Yeah, right. But the question is, but, how, how much of a chance are they keeping, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, are, are they, they going to keep some of the back canon as current canon? Well, they've done it. They've done it a lot in Rebels and things like that, bringing stuff in from the old canon into the new. So that's not uh, um, anything new. And according to your story here, it says 
it's still slated for May 21st or May 25th. But I'm wondering, we're the, we're so close right now. We've not got any trailer. We've never got any official um, anything official promotional wise other than this. It's like, what's the chances of them go ahead and say, forget it, bump it to December just to keep it in line with the rest of them? Right. Oh, something weird is definitely going on here. Well, and they said we were gonna, we were going to get the trailer before the end of this month. Well, yeah. This is why I think that's this is part of the reason why I think the Super Bowl prediction is off because the Super Bowl is February fourth. Yeah, not well, January. Think, if this movie's coming end of May, that means um, end of March is when toys should be dropping, and we should already get have the previews on some of this right now. Yeah, right. because everything or no? Wait a minute, September. No, it should be actually end of February would be when Hasbro should be dropping all their stuff. Should be. Because this new generation has all been, what is that, three and a half, three months ahead? It's the end of September is when uh, the Star Wars toys have dropped for The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Rogue One. So it would be basically the end of February was when the toys and promo merchandise should be coming. Right. And, and if it's supposed to be coming end of February, right now we're the end of January, we would have the previews for everything already. So, I, I mean, does Hasbro not have it ready? I mean, that that would not surprise me, but... I just, I don't understand why they don't, either way, you know, one way or another, give us something. Either give us the trailer and stuff, or come out and tell us it's delayed. Either way, you know, just let us know what's going on. Right. Maybe they're just trying to figure out how to frame it. I mean, they, you could fr- you could do it as a delay technically, but not actually as a delay. You know what I mean? You just say, mm. hey, we needed it because they're they're doing reshoots at the end of January here. As of right now, last I heard, they're st- they're filming some reshoots and stuff. That, but that's that's standard stuff. There's nothing wrong with doing reshoots right now. Every movie well, does reshoots uh, a couple of months out. Everybody panic. They're doing reshoots. That's what I said. <laughs> that's why I'm saying, don't panic. They said, listen to the Hitchhiker's Guide. Don't panic. <laughs> Reshoots are a normal part of the filmmaking process. <laughs> no, they're not. Okay, I have never heard of are. a movie not having reshoots. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they have been since the first movie. <laughs> yeah, because eventually you put the movie together and you see you're either missing something or something doesn't play quite right, and you just go in and tweak it a little bit. Yeah. So that that depending on how much reshoots they got to do and how they got to they feel like tweaking the movie. They may get bumped. And at this point, it looks like with everything else moving around in May, all the other companies moving their movies around and things, um, Disney may want to move to back to December. Because May is getting full and it's, and it's thick with tentpole stuff right now. Right. Yeah. And if they're worried about Han Solo not making um, Force Awakens money, which it's not going to. No, no new movie has made Force Awakens money yet. <laughs> uh, so, but... It, if they're worried at all about it, move to December may be the smart choice. Right. If you want to make Force yeah. Awakens movie, you wait 10 years before the next film. Yeah. <laughs> Point blank. Then bring in a necromancer to um, bring back Mark Car- um, Harrison and Carrie. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's, there's been quite a few set photos released um, courtesy of Ron Howard. Uh, yeah, we, we've seen you know, the tag and bink. With the question mark, um, I mean, it, it's so many different things. It's, I don't see how this is not going to be. It's going to be an exciting film. Yeah. Um, 
It's Star it, Wars. It, We're going to go see it. it, it yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the speculation of how how things are going to happen is going to be cool as well. Uh, obviously, chances are this is the first film without C-3PO and R2-D2. Ooh. Yeah. Unless they happen to make a cameo in the background, which is quite possible. Were they in Rogue One? Yes. yes. They were in Yavin Base, in, inside the hangar when you're looking out. Oh, right. And actually, 3PO, yeah, yeah, 3PO yeah, has yeah, a line yeah. there. Yeah. I forget what right. he says, yeah. but 3PO has one line in it. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's going to be intriguing. Let's see what happens. So, yeah, that's it for Solo. Uh, everyone's now speculating it's going to be the Super Bowl, despite the fact that they said, no, it's going to happen before the end of the month. Well, before the end of the month, you got Pro Bowl this weekend, um, which that game, I believe, is on ABC. You got the yeah. NHL All-Star game, which is on NBC. Doubt it's going to show up there. Other than that, the only other major sporting event this weekend is WWE's Royal Rumble, <laughs> and it's not airing there. We know that for fact. Why not? Because it's WWE Network, and they they keep their hey. commercials direct too. Hey. WWE, um, they still run commercials during their pay per views, even though it's on the network. Well, it doesn't have to be a sporting event. Um, yeah, the Grammys are this weekend. That's right. At CBS. Mm. But and I still say the money is putting it out in um putting it out on Friday in front of the Last Jedi and then on Monday debuting it online and on Good Morning America. Yeah, I I think at this point in time they're not going to, but I I think at this point in time the whole January things can be come and go and I think it even though the game's on NBC, I think the money's going to be is coming out on at the Super Bowl. It's only a week later. Unless yeah. they do what our other speculation was, and they do a um, 30-second or 45-second teaser on like Good Morning America or during the Pro Bowl, do the teaser, and then put right on there, watch the Super Bowl third quarter for the full trailer. That, that's a possibility as well. That is a possibility. So that, that gives you a trailer before the end of this month, and you get your full trailer next week. Yeah. How weird is it that nowadays we can get a teaser trailer for a trailer for a movie? Yeah. That, that's like getting a a quote for a quote for a quote for a quote before a budget's done. Or before an actual project's done. <laughs> the Department of Redundancy Department. So, um, so I found the story on comicbook.com talking about the graphic novels. And for instance, Star Wars, Darth Vader, Volume 1, Vader, $2.20. Where at? Amazon. Oh, nice. Uh, Amazon doesn't usually run them that low. Usually you got to go to no. there's other sites that do, but that's interesting. How about this one? Thor, Volume I know this isn't Mighty Marvel Geeks, but Thor, Volume 1, The Goddess of Thunder, $1.80. I'd buy that for $1.80. Hawkeye, Volume One: My Life as a Weapon, two twenty. I mean, I mean, we're talking almost eighty percent off. Is this the physical copies of it, or is it digital? Uh, these are saying Kindle version. Okay, yeah, a lot of times they'll do those. Um, Comicsology runs deals like that. 
on um through on their trades. There's a lot of DC trades I've pulled for five and six bucks yeah. or less. Yeah, as you I think said. I got um last time they ran a Batman sale, I got like Batman Ninja Turtles um volume one for like three dollars or something like that. I well, still haven't read it yet, but I have it. Well, this is the same Kindle <laughs> and Comicology, Kindle Unlimited for for nothing. Okay, let me look up Comicology here. So, I mean, you, you want to get you want to get the trade trade paperbacks, so you can have you know your your groupings or collections of stories. This is the way to do it. Point blank, just point blank. This is the way to do it. Yeah, you you, you can't go wrong with this. Because, I mean, this is just insane. So, anyway, speaking of insane, I forgot who's got the next story. Uh, which one are we doing next? Uh, next one, I believe, was you. Ah, uh, yeah. News. That's the We're going in that direction? Yes. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so, one thing about the, the new movies that some people are upset about is the whole uh, Han Solo getting killed and everything and of course when he got killed in The Force Awakens um, there wasn't much time to dwell on it because of you know they had to keep the story moving uh, but it looks like in the novelization of The Last Jedi uh, they're going to have Han Solo's funeral so, um, of course, it'll it'll include a handful of additional scenes that weren't in the film, uh, which is always a good reason to read the books, I think. Um, so, what happened? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was just reading something, and I'm like, I already said that. Uh, so, as I said, like, I know my buddy Chris on Keepers of the Fringes, that's one of the things that really upset him about The Last Jedi. He can't get over Han Solo's death. And uh, since since it was never covered really well, I don't know, I might tell him about this, see if he wants to read it. So the novel is written by Jason Fry, and uh, it's going to be coming out on March 6, 2018. And uh, in an interview on... On the latest episode of Star Wars Show is a segment dedicated to teasing the book. Uh, and when they met with author with the author at Skywalker Ranch, they conceived all new sequences specifically for the text. Uh, Han Solo's funeral, uh, as well as a moment of sisters Rose and Paige Tico together, and more explanation of Canto Bite. Let's see, I think this has been... Uh one of those, th- this is the new um, SOP or SOG uh, with the authors. Because even Beth Rivas said when she went to do Rebel Rising, she went, she got flown out to to the ranch or out to yeah. to LDAC, uh, which is the Letterman Digital Arts Center, um, where Lucasfilm and all that's housed at Presidio. And they sit down with Lucasfilm Group, or was the story group, and and flesh out a rough, um, take her ideas, what she wants to do, and do the yay, nay type thing. Yeah, which I think is a good idea to do. That way you can stay consistent with everything. Yeah, which is, that way you don't end up with something like, oh, the expanded universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
hey, for a while they were able to keep things together. Actually, they did very well keeping that um, moving in the right direction and like making sense for a long time. And then, it, then once you hit the prequels and all the spinoff books from that and everything, it kind of just all went crazy. Yeah. Yep. If they had done if, a- you got, if you think starting with the Thrawn trilogy all the way through the 90s, that everything fit in line and everything, and if I remember right, everything pretty much lined up. Right. Um, now all- I think it just, I think it expanded too far is the problem. And it started getting well. I don't. I don't think there out was out of hand. I don't think there was. You know, if there was the story group back then, I don't think it would have gotten as out of hand as it as it did. Yeah, probably not. But I guess that's also where you know Disney kind of comes in. It's like, okay, we need this to be consistent, and we need to come up with a a proper canon. Yeah. Um, because like with them, the Disney fairy stuff. Still within canon of the Peter Pan movie, mm. um, even though it's all based on the original Peter Pan book, the movies have their own canon, and the and the shows, and even the even the Jake and Neverland Pirates cartoon, which I remember from when my daughter was young. Um, what are you talking <laughs> about? I was watching that last week. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, uh, they oh too much too much. <laughs> Sorry, C three PO was not that golden droid in the background. Um, they you know all that is kept canon, so it, it it's all interrelated. It all works together. So uh, I think that's where Disney did step in and say, okay, we need to straighten this out. And from this point forward, this is creating the new canon. Mm. So there's actually a couple of interesting things about this. Like the book's going to have some scenes in it that were that were filmed, but were actually left on the cutting room floor. And Ryan Johnson has mentioned that they could be featured on the Blu-ray. Ooh. Some good old good old deleted scenes. Now, yeah, he, they've already said there's like what twenty minutes of deleted scenes or something like that on the Blu-ray. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So that depending the on which story rumor, you get it from. Yeah, the rumor about Han's funeral happened at at first because there were set photos of the Dubrovnik, Croatia site, uh, and people thought that that could be Karelia, Han Solo's home planet. But that ended up being Canto Bight. Uh, and then that another bites. interest, <laughs> another thing that's. <laughs> It sure does. Uh, another interesting thing is that in The Last Jedi, uh, people might not realize, but Leia was wearing an Alderaan morning braids in her hair. Uh, so sh- that means the funeral could have taken place before the actual beginning of The Last Jedi. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd actually wa- I don't know if I could handle watching Han's funeral on the screen. Emotionally, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it might be better to read it in the book. Because <laughs> well, I'm wondering I, also if that. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Because I don't want to wind up like a blubbering idiot watching the movie. You know, he's on, he's dead. That's why you watch that stuff while you're at home, so you can keep the lights turned off. <laughs> you warn everybody, don't you even turn those lights on. But yeah. I'm wondering if some of the one of these deleted scenes or the ones that they're adding to this might finally be the Snoke backstory. 
that they really couldn't put in the movie without slowing it down. That's what I was thinking, which is interesting. And now there's still rumors going around that we we might not have heard the last of Snoke or his story at least. Pretty definitive. He's in like five pieces. <laughs> no, you but I mean that light that lightsaber went through both arms and his body, so there's multiple pieces of him laying around. But if not actually him, then we could still see parts of his story. Hey, possibly. Yeah. They they cut Darth Maul in half and he still came back. Yeah, but they were just true. two pieces. You'd have to reattach his arms and everything else. Uh, what's an arm? Yeah. yeah, Luke has a fake one. Or had a fake they're, one. Yeah, well, they're, those uh, parts are interchangeable in Star Wars. Sure, sure, sure. You know what's kind of disturbing when you think about it, though? They cut Darth Maul in half, and his bottom half ended up being all robotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't continue yeah. this line of thought. I'm not going to. I was going to say, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> hey, but like I said, with parts being all interchangeable Ooh. and stuff, that's how you end up with like C-3PO with a red arm. Mm-hmm. Which, you which can pull stories about that. Yes, the most expensive free comic book day book <laughs> ever purchased for a story that was four months late. But I wouldn't was, know anything about Was it only about, four? <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I know. I remember. All I remember is after reading, going, "Well, that certainly wasn't worth the wait." <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> I still say by my statement that it would have been fine if they'd actually released it when it was supposed to be released. Yeah, would have paying for it would have been fine then. But the the fact that you waited for it as long as we did, build up the hype for it that this is coming and it's going to be awesome. That's why they're doing it. So it's taking so long. No, right. <laughs> at this point in time, they should have waited the two more weeks and released it on free comic book day. Yeah, I mean, literally, and just wrote off the losses and and made it a free comic book. Yeah, but we've seen Marvel doesn't always make the best decisions right now when it comes to comic books. I do not know to what you are referring. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> Didn't they restart their whole universe like twice in 2016 alone? Listen, DC boy. <laughs> <laughs> the following comic book companies exist Cinescope, <laughs> Image, IDW, Dark Horse, Archie, Marvel. That's it. Mm-hmm. You forget the one that started it all. Timely Lab, Black Mask. Timely? That's Marvel now. So was what was it? It was um, National something that did at DC originally. It was National News Corp. Or I forget the exact name. I have to look it up. Yeah. So my question is: Has DC ever print, printed uh, Star Wars books? No, they have not. So let's get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> Survey says you're right. He was wrong. Okay. I believe it's your turn. Oh, is it now? I didn't know you were done. <laughs> yes, I'm done. Ah. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Wait one, one minute. The end. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that all the shenanigans are done, time to get to something serious. We're going to college, guys, oh, which is great because we're going to the University of Akron in Akron, Ohio. Beautiful Akron, Ohio, right about a, a mile from where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> but um, I forgot to study. Zippity, well, no, for this class... Duh. <laughs> the, 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 we have studied plenty for this class. The University of Akron is now offering a class called – it's a summer class called The Films of Star Wars, um, oh. being taught by Professor Juan E. Contreras, um, M.A. 
and he's going to be um, and he basically uses the um, George Lucas's massive mythos to delve deeper or into deeper real world topics. And required um, homework for this class is watching the nine current theatrical live action films. Did it? So yeah, I know we've already done the homework. So we should just show up and get an A. <laughs> Well, Sci-Fi Wire ran the story, and um, they actually had an email interview with um, Professor Contreras. And he says, the summer course is designed to explore different aspects of filmmaking, the industry, and storytelling. We explore Star Wars as a, much, as a modern myth that reflects our cultural values and beliefs, and how storytellers use history, religion, and politics as tools for storytelling. We also look at the portrayals of women and minorities in films and in Star Wars overall, or in, and in Star Wars. Overall, it's an interesting class that approaches many topics in film and storytelling all through the lens of Star Wars. It sounds like he's teaching a class on how on doing a podcast. Yeah, Isn't that kind of what take. we try to do? <laughs> do? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I, 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 I can't that, take this class because I'm going to walk there from here. <laughs> I, I think the key word there is try. <laughs> yeah. I so well, wish I could take this <laughs> <laughs> this is not the first time I've heard of um, a Star Wars class, but it's the first one I've heard that's this close to where I live. Um, mm. Now, on the on the school's website, uh, he said – this must be in the synopsis for the actual class. He says, I think it's important to understand the modern myths in our culture that carry our values forward. Stories are a reflection of our culture, our concerns, our struggles, our triumphs, and our dreams. A class like this can help students appreciate that. And learn some insights that can help them become more effective storytellers. He also goes on, um, he wrapped up by also saying that traditionally, oppressive regimes have attempted to force minority groups into submission. And those groups become second-class citizens. Um, in The Last Jedi, you see the First Order, much like the Empire, mainly led by white males, while the Rebellion has female leadership and even an alien admiral. Well, there's there's been more than one alien admiral rat running around in the rebellion and um, <laughs> things. I it's mean, where Admiral Radis was there before Akbar? It's a trap. That's right. Uh, the students will explore the these portrayals of women and minorities and analyze their relevance in the world today. Which um, this is awesome because I've I believe also I've heard other class um, universities, but usually a Star Wars class like this either well this one fills sits in the film, but it's covering a lot of other things. But I've seen a lot of times they'll use Star Wars in a philosophy class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And actually, you teach a philosophy class on, like, the philosophy behind Star Wars, which is basically you go in and teach a class on uh, Joseph Campbell. That's all you got to do. But, yeah, this looks like it's going to be fun. I don't – I may have to figure out how much classes are at the University of Akron. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. I, d I did go there one semester way back so many years ago. Where dinosaurs still uh, around? Uh, no, this is right after them. Where instead of books, they carved everything on stone tablets? No, we have papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this sounds like this sounds awesome. Like I said, it would be right up our alley. It, I mean, it wouldn't be easy, obviously, but this college isn't supposed to be easy. But it's like we've already done the homework. We've done the studying and things. A lot of stuff they're talking about, the way they talk, is like things that we've talked about already. So... This is going to be fun, but anybody who's interested, check out the University of Akron, um, and it, the class was called the Films of Star Wars. And it's a summer course, so and then we're, the it, 
we wonder, Solo a Star Wars Story and Episode Nine are coming up. Does that mean now it's going to be 11 films you have to watch for the class? Uh, it could be. Unless he's keeping it to the episodics. <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah? Then well, no, as you, of right now, they said nine. Rogue One is part of the um, part of the class. Uh, so then are they just going to keep increasing it as every movie comes out? I mean, you know, I not, would. That that's, not that that's really a problem because, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you can watch all of them no problem unless, you know, you're one of those. Yeah. One of those people. <sighs> those people need love, too. But another the, the big news that came this week was the Oscar nominations came out. Yes. And I, I personally want to congratulate Mr. the Maestro John Williams on his 51st nomination for an Oscar. Yes. And we're doing that on the, our 51st episode. That's right. But he he is, at this point, the most nominated living individual in history. Or as yep. of right now. It, most nominated living. He's the second most nominated in the history of the Oscars. He's got 51. Walt Disney had 59. <laughs> So that that's rarefied air to, that he's in, and right. he certainly deserves it. So I don't know, Mike. Do you want to take over this? Or you want me to keep going, and we'll see where I, we go with I it. I didn't keep going. Let's let's see where we go. Okay. Well, we're going. Um, no, the like I said, the Oscar list came out, and um, the, I was actually kind of surprised. And we watched um, Shape of Water tonight. It's a good movie, and I see why it got thirteen nominations for Shape of Water from Guillermo del Toro. Oh, you, it was it. It was good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's not what I expected. It's a creature of the Black Lagoon chick flick. It looks like it. it the creature does look just like out of the Black Lagoon. Um, and they, they do say he was found in the Amazon. So there are a couple yeah. references that make it look like it could be a modern version of creature from the Black Lagoon. But you mix, yeah, mix yeah. in a little bit That's, of Beauty of the Beast, mix in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's all nice, but it's the chick flick part that I'm concerned with. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad, but um, no. But we did find Star Wars: The Last Jedi did come away with four nominations for the Oscars. Impressive. Uh, let me see here. Let me pull up the list for the Last Jedi got nominated for best achievement in visual effects for Ben Morris, Michael Mulholland, Neil Scanlon, and Chris Corbold. We got nominated for best achievement in music written for motion pictures, or, or basically that's the long way of saying best original score for John Williams. Yeah. Best achievement in sound editing with Matt Wood and Ren Kleiss, which I don't know that name, but Matt Wood, any Star Wars fan knows the name Matt Wood. He's only been, he basically took over for the original designer, Ben Burt. Correct. And the last one we have is best achievement in sound mixing with uh, Michael Semenik, David Parker, Stuart Wilson, and Ren Cleese. So um, now this is, the thing is, these are the awards you expect Star Wars to get nominated for. But it's nice to see that it's still getting nominated because I pulled up a list of all the Star Wars films, or at least the nine live-action theatrical films, and just to see what, what have we gotten, what nominations have they gotten already, and what awards. Obviously, the biggest nominated, the most nominated movie Star Wars ever put out was A New Hope, because it destroyed everything in 1977. Well, in the 1978 Academy Awards, The New Hope walked away with one, two, three, four, eleven nominations. Uh, it was nominated. It was nominated for Best Picture... Uh, best actor in a supporting role for Alec Guinness, best director, 
and best writing for a screenplay written and directed for the screen directly for the screen. It actually won um, best art direction and set direction, best costume design, best sound, best film editing, best um, effects or best effects visual effects, and best music or basically the original score. John Williams got an os- got his Oscar for this one, and um, Ben Burt won a special achievement award. For um, sound effects for all the um, creations of the aliens and the creatures and the robot voices. So they walked away with um, a lot of wins and nominations on A New Hope. Now, um, Empire didn't come nearly as much, but it still got, like I said, every one of these movies has been nominated. Once again, you got, um, they won won two Oscars for um, Empire. They got Best Sound, and then there was another Special Achievement Award in visual effects for Brian Johnson, uh, Richard... Edland, Dennis Murin, and Bruce Nicholson. But it was also nominated for Best Art Direction for Set Decoration, and um, John Williams got another nomination for Best Score. This was for Empire, right? This was Empire. Yeah, this is Empire Strikes Back. Then moving on, I I basically did these in, um, in actual release order. So next up, we had Return of the Jedi, which clocks in with five nominations and one win. They... They only won the um, special achievement for visual effects. Uh, it says statuette, which I'm not sure that what that one is. Um, that was Richard Edlund, Dennis Murin, Ken Ralston, and Phil Tippett won the that one. But they were nominated for once again for be- set decoration, best sound, best effects for sound effects editing for Ben Burt, and once again best original score. Then you jump ahead a couple of years and you get to the prequels. And the Phantom Menace clocked in here with only three nominations and no wins. But it got nominated for best sound, best effects in sound effects editing and best effects visual effects. Hmm. So in, the, in those three movies, if they weren't really, or being nominated for visual effects, something was wrong with as much as they pushed everything ahead. Yeah, really. Yeah. No uh, nomination for John Williams for this one. No, though. John Williams did not get his nomination for this one. That's a shame. I, th- I thought he did a great job on that score. Oh, yeah, that score was phenomenal. Uh, then you get to... This one doesn't really surprise me. Attack of the Clones only had one nomination. It was for Best Visual Effects. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about it on here, and, uh, and everybody has that... It, it's a Star Wars movie. I, lo- I love the fan or Attack of the Clones, but it is the bottom of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> right. So... See, I put Phantom Menace at the bottom. See, I at like the very Phantom bottom. Menace. Yeah, now I put it. <laughs> I put Menace it at the bottom too. Um, then you move on to Revenge of the Sith. Actually, came away only with one nomination. Also, they got it for best achievement in makeup. <laughs> Interesting, so, but it was an Oscar nomination. True. Then we moved on. Jump ahead to the. I call it the new generation. The ne- the current generation of Star Wars movies with the Force Awakens. We actually had um, we went back and got five nominations, no wins, but the the Force Awakens in 2016 got uh, nominated for best achievement in film editing, best achievement in music written for motion picture, or which is basically like I said, that's best original score, John Williams again, best achievement in sound mixing, uh, achievement in sound editing, and then uh, best achievement in visual effects. So it's like all these awards are the same ones that, that we can't break out of these the technical awards but that's mm. most of the um what you call geek and nerd or uh, genre movies yep it, you don't they're not artsy enough for the academy <laughs> rogue one even pulled in two nominations best achievement in sound mixing and best achievement in visual effects and then the last jedi we have the four that we just got for that so interesting that john williams didn't get any love for the prequels 
Yeah. And you nomination. Those were all good scores. Yeah. Yeah, so. I enjoyed, I loved the score for Phantom Menace, especially with Dual Effects. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was surprised. And actually, since they released that as a um, single, I would have almost thought, because they have an Oscar for Best Original Song. That one, I thought, would have at least got a nomination for a nomination for Best Original Song. Yeah, but most of that is um, actual lyrical song, not yeah. instrumental. That's okay, because if I remember right, i got to bring the list back up, but I believe MTV gave us a lot, some love on Best Original Music Video for a movie or something like that. Let me look, let me look. Oh, for Duel of the Fates? Yeah. Duel of the Fates, I believe, pulled an MTV um, Video Music Award. Yeah, there we go. They won Best Action Sequence from MTV. They also were nominated for Best Villain and Best Fight. Okay, I thought maybe they got the video. Okay, maybe not. But all of these movies got um, awards just fall, flowing down on them. So even though the Academy doesn't always win, love them, we got plenty of love from everybody else. Okay, now, my issue right for the last few years about the Academy, Best Picture should only have five films max. Yeah. We're getting to the point, it's going to be, was it, next year we're going to have 12 for Best Picture? Well, they they did that to try to open the field up a little. Yeah. Well, Still, this year we have... Pick your best five. There's nine. Yeah, there's nine this year. But then you get down here towards the bottom list here. Uh, where was it? In ba- Makeup and Hair, you have three. Right. There are only three movies that are worth that. I know. But then you get and- things like you get nine... Uh, three movies made. You look through this entire list. Wonder Woman didn't get any nominations at all. Nope. Groundbreaking film that across the board seemed like just about everybody loved this movie and no nominations at all. So I'm wondering. I think the um, age range of the people that are actually in the Academy that picked the Oscars has to be like 70 and above or something like that at this point. <laughs> I mean, who votes on this? It's true. For best visual effects, you have Kong Skull Island. And um, War for the Planet of the Apes in there, but and then just how many movies that are totally skipped over? I mean, those ones had good effects, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a whole bunch they missed for that category. Yeah, well, they they did get Blade Runners in there for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Guardians of the Galaxy two is in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kong yeah. Island, Star Wars got the nod for that one, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Of course, it's, it's the Geek Revolution category. That's basically it. So, um. I don't know. I, I'm hoping, for the most part, Star Wars puts out a good showing. I'm hoping John Williams takes it for, for best score. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm hoping, you now, one of the other, I would love to see Matthew Wood and his partner win for, for mixing. Yeah. Or, no, sound design. Uh, let me bring up the list. I'll tell you which one it was. I believe it's sound design. Uh, sound editing. Sound editing. Yeah. So we can hope. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Wood has already has been nominated for four Oscars, other yeah. than just this one. Let's see here. He was nominated for um, Last Jedi, Force Awakens, uh, Wally, and There Will Be Blood yes. for sound <laughs> editing for all four of those. He hasn't picked up any yet, but... He's not that far And off. actually, yeah, actually, I, because of the way the Oscars go usually, I almost would see The Last Jedi picking up a couple of these this year because of the, uh, the reaction... Well, because of the reaction everybody gave it, with it being panned by so mixed reaction and stuff, that seems like that's the type of movie that the Academy goes for. Mm-hmm. If it's one that, that the general population 
are very conflicted about, they love that type of thing for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and it, like I said, seeing John Williams, I mean, if you go to his wiki page and look, it's just it's movie after movie after movie for his uh for what he's been nominated for. His first Oscar actually came from 1971 on um when he he actually did the 1971 version of Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. He won the Oscar for best scoring adaptation and original song score. Then he won it bat or in seventy five and seventy seven for Jaws and for Star Wars. He comes back, wins it for E. T. Then he comes back and wins it for Schindler's List, and that's the last one he actually won. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um yeah. And we don't have to wait that long because the Oscars are on March fourth. So it's only four weeks away from us now. Right. Or is that five something like that? About five weeks. Ooh, maybe we'll have the Han Solo trailer by then. We can hope. <laughs> That's about all we can do right now. Pretty much. We can hope. But you know, it'll be intriguing to see what what's done, though. Um, yeah, it's stiff competition for some of the categories. Uh, I But I know some of the categories where it's almost... It almost seems like a shoe in in the past it goes somewhere else and, and to my opinion oh, yeah. you know to to something that is of lesser quality than than star wars mm. yeah so which is always disappointing yeah but i've always questioned the validity of the voters in of the of the academy yeah i mean that, that's that's been a whole thing for me is you know how how do you it's just not there i mean look at some of the films in the past that have been snubbed that shouldn't have been snubbed and you know inferior films that that win it mm. it you know how how do you how do you go through with that you you don't you, you just let it ride and go okay i guess that's the way it is that's the thing. This is a um, just like all the other awards. It's a subjective thing, so it depends on who are they polling. You know, right? It just happens that the Oscars have been around, I think, the longest of all the award shows, so it has the most prestige around it. But other than that, it's still a popularity contest, really. It, that's what it breaks down to. Right. Yeah. But then again, in film, how there is no um, quantitative type thing to say what makes a movie good. Or what doesn't? I mean, it does it, you do based on a box office. You do it on um, the score people give it coming out of the when they watch it, or do you do it on technical stuff? It all depends on who you are and what you want to base it on. I, I think whether it's good or not is if it go if there's a lot of pew pew in it. Yeah, if it has star and wars in the title like together, that usually makes it a fun and good movie. Yeah, yeah, usually there's a pretty good chance. It's going to make some money, at least. <laughs> so, um, well, StarWars.com had a thing about the, the Oscar nods. Uh, and just to kind of recap a little bit of what Ken was saying, the original Star Wars received 10 and won 6. Empire Strikes Back had 3, winning 2. Return of the Jedi not, uh, had 4 nominations, winning 1. Uh, Phantom Menace captured 3 nominations. Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Se- Sith each got 1. Force Awakens kicked off with five, uh, which is the most since the original Star Wars. Um, so that's what we have there. Now we also have to vary from the movies a little bit. Uh, as soon as I can find my link, uh, there we go. 
these are the upcoming books for the for the next week. Uh, in the U.S., we have where do we go? We have Thrawn, the paperback novel, coming out on Tuesday the thirtieth. Uh, cool. The new Star Wars Insider comes out on uh, on the thirtieth as well. On the 31st, we have Dr. Aphra number 16. Uh, it's remastered part three. Uh, also coming out is The Last Jedi, DJ number one, the one shot. Oh. And then uh, the final, I, I think this is the final book of uh, the Forces of Destiny series, Forces of Destiny, Rose and Page. So I hope that, that DJ book does, doesn't try to make him all um, sympathetic or something. Because in the movie, he comes off as a jerk who's all f- out for himself, and that's the way it is. They sh- I yeah. think hopefully his book keeps him keeps that character there. I don't want to feel good for this character. I want him to actually be a scoundrel that is a scoundrel. Right. right yeah. Now in the Star U- Wars. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I interrupted. I say Star Wars does that for most of a lot of times with the scoundrels and your gamblers, and that they all have a really good heart. Right. Unless you're a bounty hunter, and then bounty hunters can be ambiguous. Well. There's plenty of other guys out there that are either ambiguous or lean, lean towards the evil side or just lean towards the, you know what, I'm 100% neutral. I don't care who wins this. Right. right if yeah. it helps me out, it's all good. <laughs> we need to see more characters like that. Um, now, for the UK, we have on the 31st, Dr. Afra 16, Last Jedi, DJ 1, and Forces of Destiny, Rose and Page. There is no Thrawn paperback out yet uh, in the UK. Um uh, Trying to look ahead to see when it might be coming to the UK, and I'm not seeing it. I mean, I'm already into March, okay, I'm into April, and it's still not popping out on, on paperback yet. So I don't know when it's coming to the UK in paperback. So, mm. But that's what we've got there uh, with books. You know yeah. The other one to look would be possibly see if you can find the Amazon UK site. This is true. Let's see if they have a pre-order. Yeah. Now, let's see there. And now go to Star Wars Thrawn paperback. Says February 1st. Okay. Hmm. Don't know why it wasn't on the the site that I was looking at. I don't know. They also have... Oh, wait, no. Well, you can get it by February 1st is what this says. So, let's see. Technically, it's probably... What? (laughs) Yeah. It says it's already in stock there, so... Oh, cool. I'll tell you what. Since we still got some time. You know what? I know why it wasn't available. I got it right here. It says Star Wars Thrawn paperback, 14th December 2017. It's already been out in the UK. Uh, oh, wow. La dee da. Dilly dilly. How nice for them. Tis true. Tis true. Well, since we still have some time, we still got quite a bit of time. How about if I could find my. How about a little smugglers walk dance party? Smugglers feud. I thought we were having a knee walk dance party. (laughs) That'll be later. (laughs) Whoever loses gets gets to be dinner. I mean, gets to have dinner with the Ewoks. Uh, what's on the menu? You're going to have you for dinner. What's on the menu? Pork. (laughs) So that's right, pork. It's what's for dinner. I could see Ewoks eating pork. Top six answers on the board. What would you use the Millennium Falcon light speed for? Huh. Number one answer. I got it. I got it. I got it. Beer run. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What? Un- unless. 
<laughs> what, what, There's got to be a version of it on there. Would beer be considered food? Yeah, it, it is liquid bread. Uh, <laughs> that's one strike to Ken. Derek, you're up. Uh, food run? <laughs> Number five. <laughs> I don't know where I got that idea from. I know. <laughs> Back to you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think is it going to be real world stuff or in universe stuff probably real world, world stuff so um, yeah, that's the tough part what would you lose light speed for rushing to work number six yeah peak yeah, hour stole traffic. my answer speed traffic okay peak hour traffic well okay we're gonna we're gonna say top five because actually i'm gonna say number four getting there on time okay we'll be rushing so peak hour traffic is no longer an option so uh-huh. top five Okay. What you got, Derek? Oh. Uh oh. Uh getting away from cops? Number one answer. No kidding. Escape. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> two answers left on the board. Oh, two answers. Huh. Uh that would leave See rushing to get there we've already had. Yep, it's getting there on time. Yeah. And see, getting there on time and peak hour traffic, I almost consider the same thing. Pretty much. But 12 people. Let's see, going on vacation. Use it for vacation. Number two, travel. Really? Hmm. That should be like the automatic number one. One answer left. Ha! (laughs) Who's going to get that third strike first? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have one strike. How many do you got, Derek? None. None. Oh. None. That's right. Oh, let's see. Uh, what would you use the Millennium Falcon light speed for? Uh, I'm going to waste my X because I'm going to get a strike on this one, but i got to throw out the next one. Uh, 10, 9, uh, 8, 7, I got nothing. Six. One strike for Derek. Ah. Go ahead, Ken. To make the Kessel run. Survey says... Holy moly. (laughs) Number three. There was one in-universe answer. One in-universe answer. (laughs) Nicely done. Well, as y'all probably heard over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, it's like the answers come out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was the most famous use of the Millennium Falcon. This is true, too. So, So, uh, any final thoughts? I don't know. I did. Huh? I was going to say, I'm still trying to think of a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) There are no wrong answers to this one, Derek. (laughs) Oh, sure. Easy for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of um, next week uh, I will have finished. I have Canto Bite. I'm halfway through it, so I can let you guys know what it was, what I thought of it. That so far, it's like pretty good. Geez. The novel. Uh, when, the novel? The novel. I, <laughs> when you I, say it that way. <laughs> I have the uh, the comic one-off. Okay. And I have, I'm have i reading it this weekend as well. This is kind of cool so far. It's And so and it I is basically missed. what we thought it was. It's very similar to, like, Tales from Jabba's Palace and um, Tales <laughs> of the Mos Eisley Casino, where you're basically, it's 
Uh, this one, I believe, is six short stories, all had, that take place in and around Canto Bight. Okay. So, Derek, any final thoughts? I'll let thoughts? you guys know about it later. I do not have any final thoughts. I'm just going to say, go check out the, the news and blog section on StarWars.com. They've got some great Star Wars mobile wallpapers. Um, I think there needs to be a, a fried or a, a roasted porg wallpaper, but that's just me. But have you por- seen plenty of people have taken the picture of the porgs playing with the lightsaber and actually extended the blade and did it correctly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, there's some cool there's some cool uh mobile wallpapers on on the uh on starwars.com. So check those out and Oh, that- I do have real quick uh guys, go check out iTunes and leave us a rating or review. We need some of those. We need some more. We do. Five- oh, yeah. It doesn't take any time to do. 5 stars preferably. Oh yeah. Whoever sent the one star and didn't leave a comment, shame, shame. That's shame. not right. Well, I let somebody the way I like did to that. It. If you're going to give us a one star, at least let us know what we did wrong so we can try and fix it. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, that's one of the nice things that I, I love about Roco Depot is their reviews of different podcasts are honest, they're true, and we knew even at 51 episodes. You know, we've been fairly dialed in, but the, we we still been going. What are we missing? What are we tweaking to to get the show just just right that we could develop from there and really take it to that next level? And they've been helpful. They they really have. So I, I greatly appreciate the 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 reviews from from uh, Roco Depot because I, I even pay attention to some of the reviews of other shows that are similar to us. You go, yeah, we're almost doing the same thing, and I think we need to adjust there as well. So thank you to that. But, I mean, to, to get the reviews on iTunes as well is, is awesome. That's another resource for us to, to improve on the show. And, again, email us at wookie at wookieradio.net, you know, comments, questions that you have for the show, or leave us a voicemail on uh, – I, I have SpeakPipe on the, on the site. Yes? I don't know. I thought I did. No idea. I'm taking a look. Yes, I have SpeakPipe on the site, so you can send us a voicemail there as well. So help us out to be a better show for you guys, because that's why we're doing it. Well, we're doing it for ourselves, and we're hoping you're enjoying the ride as we're doing it. So, But we want to do it for you, too. So comments, critiques, etc., wookie at wookieradio.net, or leave us a voicemail on SpeakPipe on, on the website, which is wookieradio.net. So if that is it, yep, going once going twice going give the evacuation code signal alright cut the chatter Jet, I can hold it pull up no I'm alright I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit I've lost R2 Oh, <laughs> <laughs>